that was a bit of an overlay. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Bundesliga show brought to you by Over the Bar. Uh, we're back for one last dance, one last time uh, to do a very special awards evening for the Bundesliga season 2022-23. And we've got a four-man panel, the best four-man panel you could ever ask for from a Bundesliga <laughs> point of view. Marky B joining us uh, after missing Monday's fun review show. And as you can see below as well, we've got Peter and Runa from Bully News. Our regular contributors have, uh, well, well, graced us with their presence this evening to go over what should be a really fun um, end to the season, in which is uh, the awards evening. Um, I would say, how is everyone? But everyone will probably just kind of chime in at the same time. So, um, Mark, were you disappointed to miss out on the review show? What did you make of mine and Peter's gradings? Yeah, I was gutted, to be honest. I really was. Like One of my friends came over from the UK to sunny Germany. We've had amazing weather over here the last two, three weeks, which I'm sure Peter will kind of vouch for. But yeah, I mean, I was disappointed, but I did watch back uh, the show. Yeah, and I, I agree with a lot of what you said. A few dodgy ones that I wasn't quite with you <laughs> on, but we'll see if we're on the same page tonight anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And Runa, you're joining us for the first time uh, in a while. Unfortunately, we weren't able to do too many fantasy shows towards the end of the season. But you're a very busy boy these days. How are you doing? Good, thanks. Uh, still kind of kind of missing the Bundesliga football at the same time. I'm kind of relieved the season is over. A bit of time to to chill and enjoy the, the sun and everything. So, uh, yeah, it's always like that after, after the end of the season, I think. Um, yeah. Bit of ambivalence. Yeah, absolutely. Peter, checking in for the second time uh, this week, or of recent times anyway, um, after our review show. Just recovering from that, because that, that took a lot out of me, that review show. Well, you did an excellent job. Uh, that's, uh, it was a, you have every right to be exhausted after that. That was a great show. Uh, your prep work was immaculate. So uh, just like Rune, we're we're kicking back, relaxing a little bit. But uh, as as Rune and I put an awful lot of effort into Bully News and, and sort of live and breathe uh, uh, Bully News, it can be a little sad and a little uh, disconcerting that there's, there's not a lot of Bundesliga action going on. Um, but we have a great season to cover this evening. So we'll more than make up for it there. Absolutely. Uh, right, into the details uh, of what is going to happen tonight. So, we have an awards evening, of course. So, we'll be firing off all the usuals uh, in terms of presenting our awards. So, tonight we've got, obviously, player's player, manager's player, young, break, uh, young player or breakout star. We'll then do our team of the season each. We'll run through that. That'll probably take up the majority of the show. Then we've got some other fun um, awards after that. Best goal, blooper. Best signing, biggest flop, and maybe some um, chat about the best and worst kits as well, depending on how we're doing time-wise. Uh, but please, you know, sit back, enjoy, uh, throw in your comments, uh, you know, whatever selections, if you agree, disagree. Uh, and, you know, we shall, should have uh, lots of fun. Balan obviously joining uh, us this evening as well, so I hope you're doing well, Balan. Uh, he's glad to have Mark B back. He was missing you. Uh, clearly, uh, obviously, just before we do get started, um, please do press uh, the thumbs up to give us a like on the show for our last one of the season. How sad. Uh, comment along, as I've already said, and make sure you press the red button to subscribe to the channel as we'll be back before you know it next season. And we'll try and do some stuff during the summer as well to keep you all entertained. Um, again, 
shout out to our partners this season. Of course, thank you to the brilliant Bully News, whom Peter and Runa are, of course, incredibly hardworking and keep us all in the know. All I see on, on my Twitter feed is Bully News reports to keep me up to date. Make sure you check them out on Twitter. Um, and, of course, thank you very much to our other partner, Bundesliga Boxes, who are a fantastic company who provide authentic German T-shirts all the way from the Bundesliga down to Regional Liga, who have been with us for a while as well now, and the partnership's going stronger than ever, and we have great fun. Me and Mark have got some excellent T-shirts, uh, or football shirts from um, from Bundesliga Boxes, and we mean to keep on building up our, our repertoires as well. Um, so that's enough intro. Let's, let's get cracking into the nitty-gritty uh, um, well, we'll get going with Player of the Season Award. So, myself and Mark will take turns in terms of presenting each award, and then we'll just go around the houses and make sure that we have a majority winner. So, we can't have one for one for one. There must be a three to one, uh, or if there's a two two. So, if me and Mark agreed and Runa and Peter agreed, we'll then have to make an overall decision as to who is the champion or our award holder. Uh, so, so starting off with a biggie, the biggie potentially is obviously player of the season. Um, I'll start off and, and give my uh, selection. I've gone for Jude Bellingham, uh, maybe slightly biased opinion uh, from an English point of view. But when you see these generational talents come around, I, I you know, it's such a sad thing seeing him leave the Bundesliga. I thought, you know what? He's been absolutely excellent in, in a Dortmund shirt. Been a pleasure to watch. A leader at his his age is just exceptional. So he'll be dearly missed. And I think overall he was the best player um, in the Bundesliga. So I'll head over to you next, Mark, for your selection. Yeah, I think obviously I did play with the idea of selecting Bellingham. I mean, he was absolutely amazing throughout the season, but... For me, the one thing, the reason why I didn't choose him was because he did miss a few games through injury and he did have a couple of patches of form as well. So there was one player that I just absolutely love watching this season from start to finish. Uh, from his debut against Bayern Munich for Frankfurt, uh, it has to be that man, Colo Muani, for me. I just absolutely love watching from the start to the finish. Playing in a Frankfurt side who obviously didn't finish the season well at all. They had a bit of a nightmare of a rook runder after the World Cup, but he continued to play well. 15 goals, 11 assists, uh, 26 goal contributions. What more can you need from a striker? He's not going to be staying around in Frankfurt, but what a season he had. For me, it's got to be that man, Cole Mwani. Lovely. Okay. Yeah, good selection. So we've got Bellingham and Cole Mwani. Uh, Runa will come to you next. What's your pick? Went with Bellingham too, uh, Rory. Um, yeah, he was officially voted Bundesliga Player of the Season, and I, I agree with that decision. I think he played at a consistently high level. Like you said, Mark, he had some like dips and forms at times, but generally I'd say he was playing at a very high level, uh, taking a lot of leadership in the Dortmund midfield, contributing both defensively and offensively. Um, his mentality, leadership qualities were... Weisel to Dortmund's title push, um, and I wonder what would have happened if if he had been fit to play on the final match day. Uh, I actually feel like they would probably have, have beaten Mainz if, if Bellingham was there in midfield. Uh, so 
much like with Erling, uh, Erling Holland, like you said, Roy, a generational talent, and it's sad to see such a player go because yeah. you can just see how special he is, not just in terms of technical ability, but also in terms of mentality and uh, being a leader at a very young age. So, uh, yeah, went with Bellingham. Yeah, very well deserved. So two two for Bellingham, one for Kola Moani. Peter, are you going to split it or are you going to go for someone else or are you going to make it a 3-1? Uh, no, you'll be <clears throat> pleased to know that I selected Bellingham as well. Uh, Muani did uh, receive another award down the list. Uh, <laughs> but, um, if you are, uh, if you do have access to our previous pod, uh, Rory did a fantastic job of uh, running down some statistics for Bellingham, uh, particularly his uh, uh, tackling rate and so on and so forth. Uh, even if I had allowed myself um, uh, for players to get multiple awards, I would have selected Bellingham. Uh, as the player of the season uh, anyway. So I think we carry with the 3-1 majority there. It is the young English phenom uh, wishing him all the best at Real Madrid next season. Absolutely. Right, I'll hand over to you, Mark, for our next award. Yeah, so the next award is going to be manager or, as you say in Germany, head coach or trainer of the year. There's about 500 words for that nowadays, aren't there? But obviously in England we say manager, so let's stick with manager of the season. So, yeah, obviously a lot of names here that have obviously had a really, really good seasons. The likes of Bo Svensson for Mainz, I think, was brilliant. Obviously, uh, Edin Terzic has to be uh, in consideration for this as well, even though his boys finished, like, fell short in the end. But for me, uh, it's a bit of a no-brainer. There was one name that kind of stood out miles off the paper in this one. It's going to be the Eisen Union superhero manager, Urs Fischer. I think I had him in my consideration last season as well. I remember when we did this show and he, I think he finished second or third in my vote last year. But I mean, Champions League for Union Berlin, that's just not supposed to happen. Let's be honest, you know, Union Berlin, obviously only in the fourth season, he's season on season progression. I mean, the home form, they didn't lose a single home game all season, you know, barely. I think they only conceded four or five goals at home the whole year as well. Just absolutely incredible stuff. For me, it's got to be him, like, you know, a budget of a, probably a, a championship squad in England. You know, that's what we're talking like. Just brilliant. You know, he had a team, obviously that famous 3-5-2 that he always goes with. And it's it just worked brilliantly. And it's got to be Urs Fischer for me. No question. What about you? Uh, let's go to Rory first then. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, my pick is Urs Fischer. Um, uh, notable nod to Terzic. It was very close between those two for me um, and, and some other uh, good uh, efforts. I, I won't start listing things off to maybe if I accidentally say Runa or, or Peter's pick. So Urs Fischer, for all the reasons you mentioned, Mark, I think he summed it up perfectly like Union Berlin, the Champions League, is just not meant to happen or not supposed to happen. But yeah, Lo and behold, it's happened by some sort of miracle. Not off, not always the easiest football on the eye, but what they did in terms of their home records, playing on the counter, um, you know, and you know, obviously Geraldo Becker kind of running their attack, as Peter mentioned in in the review show um, the other day. Yeah, just excellent. So smashing job, uh, and that's yeah. Thomas Fisher is my pick. Yeah, definitely. And Runa, what about you? Yeah, I wasn't in doubt at all about Fischer. Uh, pretty much a no-brainer, like you said, Mark. Um, and I just want to add that 
his his achievement is even more impressive when you look at uh, how well they were doing in the Europa League and, and the DFB Pokal at the same time. Uh, the way he managed his squad, uh, kept them fresh uh, through the whole season, kept everyone happy uh, most of the time at least. Um, I think that was very impressive too. Um, and yeah, for the most part, they were just very organized, particularly strong defensively. Uh, just a team that was very hard to beat, especially at home. So yeah, definitely deserved the award for Wes Fischer. Yeah, and is it going to be a full house, Peter? It is. Uh, I also selected Fischer. Uh, our, uh, I think one of our the initial pods that we did, you mentioned that he's kind of like a Swiss Tony Pulis. Uh, <laughs> better, of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did keep Christian Streich in reserve um, based on the fact that, as Rory pointed out, sometimes Union football was not uh, all that easy on the eye. Um, so yes, I had uh, our two our two favorite trainers from our two uh, favorite national treasure clubs who both qualified for Europe, uh, and it's a shame they couldn't both qualify for the Champions League. But uh, it does go to Urs Fischer and his Swiss accent uh, with Christian Streich and his scarcely comprehensible Breisgauer dialect. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so there you go, full house for Urs Fischer. Yeah, I think nobody too surprised on that one. So yeah, over to Rory for the breakout star slash young player of the season. Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah. So young player. Um, we didn't put any definitions on this one, but generally speaking, I, I think if you're saying young players probably got to be around the under 21 or 22 marker. I'm just kind of spitballing that. Uh, my pick was Jeremy Frimpong. Um, I thought he had an unreal season. Again, something I'd already kind of uh, reeled off in, in the review show, all his statistics, eight goals, seven assists, played all season. Um, you know, his pace on the attack for Leverkusen was was crucial. He did it all season, um, you know, and he is basically a huge reason why Leverkusen were able to, to come back from where they were at the start of the season. Um, so, yeah, that that's my pick. I think he's been brilliant. He's also been linked to a number of clubs. My my English team, for example, Man United, have been linked, but hopefully he stays put to continuous development because he was excellent this season. Uh, so, Mark, over to you for your breakout star. Yeah, for me, this one was a little bit harder to pick because, obviously, for me, I went for a player who hadn't played in the Bundesliga before this season, but it's also a young player. So I tried to get kind of both topics in one player and it's a player that took a bit of time to get into the Bundesliga this season but by the time he did he was just outstanding for me and it's that man Karim Adeyemi I just think um, I just think with uh, obviously 24 appearances he didn't start very well but obviously in the end with six goals and for me he was just influential in that brilliant rook runder from Dortmund you know, again, I would agree with Frimpong. I think I include him a little bit later on. He had an outstanding season. But for me, if we're talking purely about breakout star and young player, it has to be the young Austria, uh, the young German signed, obviously, from Austria for me. Yeah, yeah, very good pick. Over to you, Runa. Yeah, I actually went with uh, Kolomwani. Um, maybe we should have set an, an age limit uh, because he's 24, <laughs> but... Um, I feel like still fits the fits the award uh, in terms of breaking breaking through in the Bundesliga. Um, I still fairly young. Um, just an amazing story and just 
one year he's gone from joining Frankfurt on a free transfer to like becoming a regular member of the French national team, playing at the World Cup, being valued at over 100 million euros, being chased by all of Europe's top clubs. And uh, there's a lot of reasoning behind that because, as you, as you mentioned earlier on the show, Mark, he was involved in a lot of goals for Frankfurt, uh, 29 goals, uh, 15 goals and 14 assists uh, in, in 32 games. That's just amazing. And uh, he's destined for greatness, uh, clearly uh, a, a player that is very difficult to to play against. Uh, so a real breakout star for me. Yeah, also been linked with United, funnily enough. Imagine, uh, imagine that. Uh, Peter, if, uh, this could be a, uh, a very interesting one based on your pick, <laughs> unless you've picked uh, one of our ones that we've already had. I have. I've, I've picked Nuwani. That was, uh, he was the breakout player of the season uh, for me. It was. I, I mean, I, I, young player slash breakout star. I wasn't quite sure if that was a two-part category. Uh, so I did give the, the young player to Jamal Musiala, despite some of his form struggles uh, in the second half of the campaign. He was, after all, the one who shot Bayern to the title, uh, coincidentally enough. And um, when we get to the goal of the season, uh, we're not going to be able to ignore uh, a couple of his uh, efforts. So um, I suppose we'll go with, uh, since we're consolidating the category, I'll go with Muwani. It'll be, although I appreciate Adiemi. Uh, I appreciate Mark bringing that up as a German. I, I very much do. Very glad to see him finally finding his legs at Dortmund. But uh, I think it's three to one for Muwani. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, to yeah, the majority rule. So yeah, two for Colin Muwani ahead of mine and Mark's pick. So yeah. Kola Moani is our young player of the season. He may well pick up a, an, another award here or there. We shall see. Um, right, Mark, I'll, I'll hand over to you to lead on our team of the season. Um, so we'll obviously be kind of sharing our thoughts uh, on who we picked. Yeah, so I think what we'll do for this, we'll go through it like uh, in previous seasons. We'll go through the goalkeepers first. I know a lot of people have picked different formations, but we can do it that way so that people aren't kind of talking for too long. So we'll start off with goalkeepers, then we'll do defence. So some people have gone for a three-man defence, some people four, some even five, I think. So yeah, basically, you can. it doesn't matter how many defenders you picked on midfielders, just talk us through the midfield and then obviously mid, um, attack. Finally. So, yeah. So I'll start us off with the goalkeepers. For me, there were only two men, really, that we could have picked here. It was uh, Dortmund's Kobo and Union Berlin's Renove. And for me, it is the latter, actually. I've gone for Renove. I just think, um, I think Rooney will probably correct me on my pronunciation there, the Danishman. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, for me, he was just an absolute machine the whole year. He led from the back. He was just absolutely superb. You know, made big saves when he needed, commanded his box on corners. You know, he needs to be Danish number one, definitely, in the future when Kasper Schmeichel retires for me. So it's going to be the Eisen Union's number one as a goalkeeper for me. What about you, Rory? Uh, I went for Corbell. Uh, he was one of two selections, although um, the Union Berlin keeper was not one. Uh, my other selection uh, was a certain Freiburg goalkeeper who is on the move. Um, he was outstanding all season, but Corbell, you know, just constantly um, kind of backing up. Uh, sometimes forgetful Dortmund defence and all barring that howler in, in Der Klassiker, um, the missed uh, clearance from Corbell, I thought he was absolutely outstanding. So he gets my spot. 
Yeah, and Runa? Yeah, I considered Frederick Reino as well, um, but I went with uh, with Kobel um, because, yeah, he, I think he played a, a pretty big role in Dortmund's title push too. Uh, they had a bit of a, a shaky backline for for large parts of the season, so they needed someone to to save them at times, and Kobel really did uh, play at a consistently high level and pulled off some amazing saves. Um, so, uh, yeah, I feel... Uh, I feel he deserves the spot. Yeah. Okay. So two votes for Koval. Is it going to be three, Peter, as well? Um, <clears throat> well, I was, as I was remarking to you guys before we came on air, I actually imposed the rule on myself that I could not select more than one player from each team. And uh, so I obviously could not select Kobel because that would use up my Dortmund spot. Um, and I have some other reasons for not selecting Kobel. Uh, so I actually picked Cohen Castiles from Wolfsburg. Um, I actually I, I considered him the MVP of the Wolfsburg team, and Rory and I were uh, talking about uh, Germany's Green Company team on the last pod. Uh, he did play all 34 matches. He did keep 12 clean sheets. Uh, that's one more than Kobel did, one less than Mark Flecken did. Uh, but he very quietly put together a good season, I think bailed out. Speaking of shaky back lines and inconsistent uh, tactical uh, uh, constellations at the, at the back, he bailed out his team on several occasions, I thought. So, yeah, it seems we're outnumbered, Peter, though. It seems though Gregor Kobel is going to be our number one. But I think nobody would really disagree with that one. True. So, yeah, on to the defences. So, I'll start with this one. I went for a four-man uh, back line. Um then, yeah, starting with the right back, it's going to be Rory's young player of the season. It's going to be Frimpong. I just thought, what a season he had. I mean, he was just absolutely superb. It's quite funny because there were a lot of really good right backs as well. I was gutted that I couldn't include my one of my favourite players in the Bundesliga, Mitchell Weiser. I mean, he deserves a massive mention here because he was brilliant. 12 assists from right back. I just really enjoyed his performances all season. You know, it didn't have quite as good a rook runner, which is why I haven't selected him. But Frimpong was, wow, he was outstanding this season, really. So, for me, he's going to be the right back. The centre halves were a little bit tougher because there weren't that many that kind of, like, really jumped off the, off the page to me. But I think one of them has got to be Gvardiol of RB Leipzig. I just think he is an outstanding player that's destined for bigger things. You know, again, another player that's linked with the Premier League. You know, he wasn't perfect the whole season, but I just think, you know, he just has a lot of really good attributes. He's strong, he's fast, you know, he can bring it out from the back. I think he's going to be a real top player and he's still very young. I think he's only like 21, 22 even now. The, the next pick, this might be a bit of a shock to some people, but I've gone for Sula, actually, of uh, Dortmund. I, I just think, uh, obviously, he did play out on the left a little bit, especially in the, the uh, when uh, Guerrero was moving to midfield. But I just think... You know, overall, especially in the rook runner, he added solidity to that team. It's more like his overall performances rather than his position in his centre-half. I enjoyed his performances this season. And, you know, he proved himself that he is a good player because a lot of people at Bayern were kind of he mixed opinions at Bayern, really, didn't he? Some people said he was good. Some people didn't rate him. But for me, he's got to be in there. Then left-back, this this was a bit of an, a kind of left-field uh, pick here, but I'm going to go for Aaron Martin of Mainz, actually. I just really, really enjoyed his performances all season. You know, I mean, obviously, you could have picked... Most people have probably picked Guerrero from, um, obviously, uh, Dortmund. But for me, Guerrero is a little bit... Uh, 
he wasn't that good defensively. That was why I didn't pick him, obviously. And also the fact he played in midfield for a lot of the season too. I just think Martin, you know, the three direct free kicks were a joy to watch. And just his, you know, him bombing up that wing. I just thought he was brilliant all season this year. And he's got to get a special mention in my team this year. So what about you, Rory? What about your back line? Uh, yeah, four-man back line for me. Uh, Fring Pom right back, I think, uh, you know, I've already given him an award. Makes sense to me. He, he gets my vote. I've already given stats and backing. that I, I don't need to explain myself any more than that. Centre-halves are going to be different to yours, Mark. Um, my first centre-half, I'm going for Matthias De Ligt. Uh, I thought he had a very, very good season, um, uh, as we discussed uh, in the review show for myself and Peter, if we were kind of giving a you know an MVP for Bayern, he probably would get it. Um, came up with some really uh, important goals actually, and some some really rasping efforts from far out, as well as his defensive solidity. So he gets the nod for me. Uh, my other centre half is also left field ish. Uh, but he is a player that I um, already mentioned in the review show. I, I gave him the nod in the review show, so I can't extract him from a team of the season. So I'm going for Union centre-back uh, Dodi Doeki. Um, again, for, for reasons in terms of their solid back line, obviously he was not the only reason why Union was so good defensively, but I thought he added that, that steal, danger in the other half. Uh, of the field as well from set pieces so yeah I thought he was one of you know the better centre halves in the league could maybe make arguments for others but he gets the nod in my team uh, for Union's sake and then the left back have gone with Rafa um, just you know for, for a left back if we're talking about full backs defending it kind of feels like we're talking about 20 years ago um, full backs or wing backs these days um, if we're calling them whatever um, we are, their basic job is to provide assists, isn't it, uh, in a sense. So, you know, Guerrero topped the list, didn't he? Uh, got some big goals. Obviously, there's <laughs> we know where he is now heading for next season and all the delightfulness <laughs> around that. Uh, but, you know, that ensued. I thought he was the best left back. Uh, although Bjorn Sosa could have got a, a little nod, but I thought that was a little bit too cheeky. So, yeah, that's my back four. Yeah, okay. And what about you, Runa, then? Uh, I also went with a four-man back line, uh, and I chose Frimpong as my right back. Um, yeah, not going to repeat Rory too much, but yeah, he basically terrorized the position defenders all season, uh, using his pace and his skill, uh, linking up with Giabi, uh, pretty much impossible to, to, to defend against, defend against that, that duo, and uh, actually... Using him as 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 right back is, I mean, he's he's more of a right winger because he just yeah. keeps rushing forward. Um, uh, so yeah, very modern fullback uh, has a has a lot of goal involvement too. Um, and then I went with uh, Matthijs De Ligt. Uh, I think once he settled in from following his move from Juventus, I think he he, he turned into a really important player at the back for for Bayern and uh, and a true leader there. Uh, I think they, they've been lagging a player like him since they, they lost David Alaba, a player who takes responsibility in defence uh, when nobody else does. Uh, I think he's, he's that type of player, uh, not as good with the ball at his feet, but nevertheless, in terms of mentality, I think he offers a lot for Bayern. Also chipped in with some pretty important goals uh, from long-range efforts and uh, corners. 
Um, and then the second center back position was a bit not really sure who to pick, but I went with Matthias Ginter in the end. Uh, I think he, he deserves some recognition. Uh, the only outfield player to play every minute of the season. I think he he has been really strong. Uh, at, at the heart of Freiburg's defense, uh, they kept 13 clean sheets, and that that's not least thanks to to Ginter's defensive solidity. Uh, also scored some important goals at the other end of the pitch. Uh, so I think he's been very impressive since since joining Freiburg again. And then finally at left back, I went with Rafa Guerrero um, because yeah, sure he he has his his limits defensively but uh, going forward he just offers so much uh he was used as a central midfielder for, for a considerable part of the second half of the season but nevertheless uh i think in what proved to be his final campaign for, for dortmund i think he was once again a key player for them offensively uh he had a foot in 16 goals four goals and 12 assists uh says a lot, I think, and uh, and they could count on him when when they needed him to to fill in in central midfield too. Um, so, Guerrero for me. Yeah. So obviously we're on three votes for Frimpong. I think that's pretty much a shoe in. Obviously two votes for Delict and two votes for Guerrero as well. So yeah, over to you, Peter. Uh, <clears throat> you have four votes for Frimpong. Uh, there was uh, no question as to as to who the right back would be. Uh, definitely from Pong, an amazing season from him. Uh, I also uh, selected uh, Delict as my uh, as one of my center halves. Uh, he played an excellent season, I believe, on on both sides of the ball, and there was really no question as to who the best uh, FC Bayern player was this season. Uh, I'm also with Rune on Matthias Ginter as my other uh, center half. I, as Rune mentioned, he played all minutes as an outfielder this season was a, a huge part of, of uh, Freiburg's defensive solidity and scored some important goals at the other end of the pitch. Uh, a wonderful story to see him back in Freiburg. Uh, and he was incredibly important. Uh, bearing in mind the fact that I can't use more than one player from from uh, from one club, I had a little bit of trouble uh, finding a left back. Um, I wanted to select Guerrero. I uh, wanted to maybe even select him in, in midfield as well, but uh, didn't want to use up my Dortmund slot. Uh, so perhaps what happened, uh, and I, I would have liked to have selected Bakker as well, who plays on the left uh, uh, for Leverkusen, but I already got Frimpong in there. So considering that uh, I had trouble finding a left back and Germany is having trouble finding one as well, <laughs> I... Uh, <laughs> I went with Jonas Hector uh, as sort of a uh, uh, an honorary uh, uh, last <laughs> last call for uh, our retiring one of our favorite players, yeah. uh, and couldn't get some representation uh, in his form as well. But uh, yeah, Frimpong, Delict, Ginter, and Hector are my back four. Yeah, so I guess that means our kind of combined one is obviously Frimpong, Delict, Ginter, and Guerrero. That's going to be our official uh, over the bar. Uh, back line so yeah let's move on to the midfield yeah I actually picked a three-man midfield I went for the 4-3-3 formation just because I think it tends to work well in teams of the season really so you can give like every kind of position enough honorable mentions uh, it was more because of that rather than the formation I thought would actually work the best as such but yeah my midfielders yeah I mean the first one I think is going to be on every single sheet it's going to be Jude Bellingham I mean you, you can't not have him in the team we've already mentioned he, he won our player of the season you know, he, he was 
for me, he was the second best player of the season simply because he had like a couple of dips of form and ultimately didn't win the title. But yeah, I mean, he was absolutely superb. He's probably going to go to Real Madrid now. You know, he, he's going to stay on the continent, which I'm pretty happy for him. You know, everyone thought he'd go back to the Premier League. He's not going to do that. He's going to go to Real. Going to be a great signing for them. And he's got a great career ahead of him. Uh, for me, the other midfielder, again, is a, a shoe-in, really. It's got to be Joshua Kimmich. Uh, I just think, you know, he's he's the leader in everything that Bayern Munich do. For me, I, he, he's a world-class footballer. For me, he's the... But this current Bayern team probably only have, like, two or three genuinely, unquestionably world-class players, and he's one of them for me, this uh, Joshua Kimmich. He's just world-class, brilliant player, controls everything that they do, just, you know, rarely has a bad game, and... Just a class player overall. And my third pick, this is going to raise some real eyebrows, actually, but it's just a player that I just love watching this season. And you can probably tell I'm a bit biased towards Union Berlin as well, really. You know, I'm a big fan of what they've done. But it's going to be Rani Kadira, actually. I just think the, the amount of running that he did in that team, you know, he's going to, he deserves his rest this summer. I just think he was, without him, I'm not sure whether they could have got the results that they did. Like the running he did, you know, he's a classic, like, he's an old-school midfielder, but he, he deserves an honourable mention for me. I just think fantastic season from him. Again, I'm probably a little bit biased towards Union Berlin, but they, they deserve it, let's be honest. So, yeah, over to you, Rory. Uh, yeah, just before I go through my three-man midfield, uh, a, sh- a shout-out in the in the chat from Yank talking smack about a possible other award. We haven't actually got a sub of the year, uh, but interesting uh, nomination of Gio Reyna. Uh, any other thoughts on the sub of the year? Uh, I Nils Peterson for me. Peterson for his fairy tale ending. <laughs> Ingvarsen, I'd say. Uh, Ingvarsen from Mainz. I oh, think. yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. a lot of goals from the bench. He did. Yeah. Reyna or Ingvarsen. Yeah, good category. That Maybe we'll have to have that on next season. Uh, absolutely. Um, so I'll just take that off screen. My three-man midfield. Uh, yeah, Drew Bellingham. Slots in. Uh, I have another Dortmund representation. I've gone for Julian Brandt. Uh, I thought he had an outstanding season. Uh, again, Peter, I think, summed it up quite well. The other day, saying that he kind of finally came of age, so to speak, or, or reached that potential, consistent. He, you know, he went through really high levels of performance. And, and even when he slightly dips, they were still consistently, you know, six or sevens out of ten for me. Um, so, yeah, he deserves a slot in there. I thought he was absolutely excellent. My third midfielder, I think I'm kind of cheating a little bit just to allow me to pick a few extra um, kind of forward players. I- I've classed um, Grifo as a midfielder uh, in terms of my, my three-man midfield. Uh, I could not have him in the, the Italian stallion for Freiburg, uh, you know, from set-piece beautician to... Uh, you know, all-round leader um, for for Freiburg. You know, I wanted to get one of their players in there for me as well. So that's yeah, that's my three-man midfield. Yeah, and over to Runa. Um, I went with a four-two-two-two formation actually. So I'm just going to mention my two central midfielders because uh, the two attacking midfielders are too like offensive-minded to be mentioned in this category. Um, but my two central midfielders are Jude Bellingham, self-explanatory. And then I could have gone with Joshua Kimmich. And I guess you could you could make an argument for Kimmich, basically. Uh, I don't think it was the strongest season. I, I, I think he 
he seemed a bit frustrated at times with the with the role he had in midfield for Bayern, and I guess that's also why they're looking for a, a number six to to like give him some freedom uh, offensively to to come forward and pick out those key passes. Um, still had a very good season, so I, I understand why you you guys picked him. But I went with Elias Giri from uh, from FC Köln, uh, who I think mm. has flown under the radar a bit actually. Um, He's a real powerhouse in central midfield, uh, and he is a, a number six in principle. But he also scored a lot of important goals for for Köln. Even scored braces a few times, as far as I remember. Um, just a, a very good physical player, a true men- mentality player as well. Uh, just really important for that Köln side, uh, and I'm sure he's he's going to get a, a move to a bigger club this summer. So uh, I think I think he he deserved the mention. Yeah, and then over to you, Peter. Um, <clears throat> well, uh, we'll turn my four-one-four-one into a four-three-three. We can do that, uh, no problem. So that I can mention uh, uh, three mid, uh, midfielders. Uh, Jude Bellingham obviously is one of them, uh, and he takes my uh, my Dortmund slot. So unfortunately, I can't select any more Dortmund players. Though I would very much like to select Julian Brandt. Um, I go ahead and have uh, Dominic Schoboschlei from Leipzig uh, mm. in there as well, whom I think did a very good job off of dead balls and from open play this season. And then, just to make sure that we, you know, I mean, <clears throat> with this rule in place, the real left field selection of the evening uh, as the holding midfielder, if you will, is going to be Leandro Barrero from FSV Mainstream. <laughs> 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 I think just did a wonderful job together with Dominic Kaur, uh stabilizing uh, Bo Svensson's midfield and was one of the most unheralded and unappreciated players uh, of the season. Uh, before we move on then to our front three, I will comment on Yank Talk and Smack's uh, uh, nomination of Gio Reyna and say that I uh, completely concur with that. I agree with that. As uh, an author of a, a Deep Scout Americans in the Bundesliga column, I was very, very pleased to see Gio have such a fine year off the bench. And with the, regard to the Jonas Hoffmann comment, just be patient. We'll get to that in just a second. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, we, we, um, yeah, definitely. So I think Peter's got a bit of a surprise up his sleeve for us in that one. But yeah, let's come just to you, Rune. Obviously, before we go to the strikers, do you want to kind of go through your attacking midfielders first, just so we can kind of do the strikers together and then get a concrete mm-hmm. field together? So yeah, do you want to do your attacking midfield, Rune? First? Yeah, I think one of them maybe classifies as a striker in your teams, but but yeah, sure. Uh, first attacking midfielder is Jamal Musiala. Um, I think he was possibly the best player in the Bundesliga in the first half of the season. Uh, I think Bayern relied a lot of him to to create some magic in in the, in, in the final third. Um, and, and he also created a lot of magic for them, uh, opened up defenses uh, that you shouldn't be able to open up. Uh, like the Wolfsburg defense, where he skipped past maybe like five or six defenders uh, before he he scored. I, I think, though he struggled to maintain that form uh, in the second half of the season, I still think he can look back on a, a great season. Uh, he provided 13 assists and found the net 12 times. Uh, so 25 goals uh, he was involved in, uh, including the title-winning goal against FC Köln. So I think that... Uh, he, he deserves a, a spot for me based on that. Uh, and the other attacking midfield I picked is uh, Christopher Nkunku, who played as a striker for much of the season. I know that, but um, 
I had other strikers in mind and I wanted Nkunku in, of course. Um, so, uh, yeah, pretty self-explanatory. He missed a lot of, of the campaign through injury, but every time he was fit to play, he stole the show for Leipzig and showed that he could score against any opponent. Um, and yeah, also a player that moves on from the Bundesliga now, unfortunately. You might have second thoughts about that Chelsea mm-hmm. move now, but uh, <laughs> yeah. That's a shame, but uh, a great campaign for, for Nkunku, despite his injury problems in, in the second half of the season. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess uh, to put the midfield together, I guess Bellingham is a definite mainstay. I think we all have Bellingham down. Yep. Were, were there any other names there, guys, that kind of concurred? I think I there think, were a lot of different names in there, weren't yeah. there, now, midfielders? Yeah. I think if we're, if we're calling it a three-man midfield, the, and Peter stopped himself from selecting Julian Brandt. Does Brandt just sneak in there as a kind of half majority? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah he definitely had a good season. Yeah, so we can stick him in there. So Bellingham, Brandt, um, and the ball. third name. I mean, I would agree. I mean, if we're talking about a holding midfielder, I agree that Shakiri was very good. He was very close to making my team yeah. as well. And like, I mean, for me, I gave it to Kadira just simply because Union had a better season, you know. But obviously, I agree that I think at times Shakiri basically carried that cone team along with Jonas Hector as well, obviously, who made Peter's team. Yeah, I think they were the two players for them that stood out. But yeah, I, I could have him in there. Would you agree, guys, or any, anyone else? I'm, would, uh, I'm happy with that. Yeah. Let's go for that. Yeah. Let's do that then, yeah. So yeah, Brandt, Bellingham and Shakiri is our midfield. So yeah, on to the attack then. So yeah, again, as I say, I chose a three-man attack simply because it gives more players a chance to get into the team. And it was a very strange season for attackers this year because, you know, in the Bundesliga, I think we mentioned before that the, the last two seasons has been at least five players to hit 20 goals uh, in the season. This year, obviously, Fulkrug and Nkunku won the league, the top scorer joint on 16 goals, which is a record low number. So, yeah, obviously, a lot of strikers were on roughly the same number of goals this year. I think there were around about 20 strikers this year who got between 10 and 16 goals, which is pretty incredible, really. So, yeah, it was a very difficult choice for who to pay, but I kind of pretty much went for the obvious choices in my team. Obviously, Muani, I think, is a mainstay in probably everyone's team. You know, obviously, he was the highest uh, goals and assist contributor, obviously, with the, with the number that he got. He has to be in there. Just the way he made that Frankfurt team, you know, tick. He was just outstanding. I've also put the big man in there as well. Germany's new number nine, Nico Fulkrug. Obviously, for me, he was all about the the Hinrunder for me. The Hinrunder, he was absolutely brilliant. You know, I think he got the vast majority. He got, I think, 11 of those 15, uh, 16 goals before the World Cup, incredibly. And after the World Cup, he only actually notched five, which obviously what his season was curtailed by injury. He ended up missing you know, most of the last uh, seven or eight games. But for me, he has to be in there. You know, he's been the character of the season, the unsung hero of the season, hasn't he? He has to go in there for me. I think Dutch as well. There was, you know, he wasn't far behind. I think Dutch was brilliant too for that Werder Bremen attack, which ultimately was the reason why they stayed up this season. And then the other one is going to be Christopher Nkunku. Even though he missed so much of the season, like when he played, the guy was just unbelievable. Really, I think if he'd have played the full season, he'd probably be running away with our player of the season award tonight for me. I, I just think when he came back, the way Leipzig finished the season was just insane, really. You know, they finished the season as a team that look, all, I'm not going to say favourites for next year because we know that Bayern are going to strengthen, but they look really, really hot going into the last 
two months of the season. For me, he has to be in there as well for Leipzig. So what about you, Rory? Uh, yeah, bit exactly the same. Mirrored it. Colin Moani for Krug and, uh, and Kunku for me. Um, I'll I'll not go into the exacts as to yeah. why I chose them. The stats speak for themselves and conscious of time as well. Yeah. So I'll, I'll hand over to Runa. Yeah. Okay, so over to Runa. Yeah. yeah, I already mentioned in Kunku and then I also I picked Moani and Fulkrug as my, my two strikers. <laughs> so uh, yeah, same here. <laughs> so I think it's going to be pretty clear. Is it a full house, Peter? For Mouani, absolutely. Yes, he was uh, <laughs> my lead striker. and That's why I have him set up in a 4-1-4-1 uh, initially. Um, and the two buttressing attackers, which are playing a full access behind him, are uh, Union Berlin's Geraldo Becker, who carried uh, the Eisen uh, offensively on the left, and Jonas Hoffmann on the right, uh, who actually really put together an incredibly consistent season. Um, he did not really have any form dips that I recall. I think the longest he went without getting his name on the score sheet was three fixtures in a row. That might have been during the during late February. Uh, but uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, Jonas Hoffmann is one of the few Gladbach players who truly wanted to be there uh, <laughs> towards the end of the season. Uh, he, he did an excellent job. Uh, Disappointing not to see him called up to the to the March Hansi Bundesliga Flicks March squad. He definitely belongs on the German national team after the season that he has, and not at right fullback either. Uh, <laughs> there is an attacker if if possible. Yeah, so I guess that confirms our strike force as it's going to be those three that both me, Rory, and Peter and Runa all went for. So it's going to be full crew, Muani, and uh, Enkunku as the strike force. So yeah, that's our team of the season. You can see it written in the comments. Let us know what you think as well, guys, if you disagree with any. Uh, a couple of other comments coming in. I think Yang Talking Smack said, yeah, he for the midfield, he'd go for... Brand Bellingham and Kimmich. Yeah, I would agree on Kimmich, but I think some of the other guys didn't. Uh, for me, he's just the evergreen, really, Kimmich. He's always quality, really, even though this season probably wasn't his absolute best. But, yeah, over to Rory for the best goal I think we're on to now. Yeah, best goal. Uh, we'll try and make this a slightly quicker one. Um, and we might actually probably have quite a lot of disagreement on there because there were lots of good goals, of course, uh, across the course of the season. Um I've gone for one that might have actually gone under the radar. I've gone for um, Martin Dardai's strike, uh, clean strike from distance. Uh, I think he was in their 4-1 win versus, uh, was it versus mine? No, versus Gladbach, oh, sorry. Gladbach. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fell to the edge of the area. Just one of those pure hits um and for Herter's season i feel like i wanted to put that in there so that's my selection i'll go to you mark next yeah i think that initially i thought it's got to be the musiala title winning goal that's what i was going to go for initially but i thought that would be a bit too predictable so i've actually gone for another i love those crisp strikes from distance they're so aesthetic yeah. when they go in those ones aren't they and i've also gone for one of those strikes and it was yannick harborough's strike against leipzig that yeah. was a beautiful strike that was on my list it went in at yeah. 100 kilometers an hour that one smashed into the yes. back of the net i mean I just love, you don't see that many of those goals anymore because players don't seem to strike as much from distance, but it was an absolute beauty, this one. And yeah, for me, Harborers versus Leipzig is the winner. 
Yeah, that was a good one. Runa, over to you. I went with the Mujiala goal against Wolfsburg. I I quickly addressed mm. earlier. Um, I I I love long range strikes, but I I love you know solo goals even more. And uh, that's just there's just so much technical ability involved in in that goal. Uh, like finding the right spaces, uh, getting getting past like five or six defenders maybe uh, before. Mm. Slotting home um, clearly shows that that Mujiala is a special player. Uh, could have gone with Kimmich, uh, long range goal. I think it was against Hertha, the one that struck the bar and went in. Oh, Cologne! Uh, I think we didn't watch yeah, long. Cologne, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Made long range goal too. Um, but um, yeah, Mujiala just gets it for me. Okay, dog. Peter, your pick. Excellent selection, guys. Uh, you've, sele- <laughs> you've, you've basically scratched off my short list there. Um, <laughs> the Martin Dardai goal was fantastic, um, in part because the camera caught Pal Dardai uh, in the stands before he was <laughs> the trainer, uh, seeing his son succeed. And, and uh, Mark and I spoke about that on that week's pod. Um, the Jamal Musiala goal, match day 19 versus Wolfsburg, uh, that Rune selected was my very, very close second. Um, that was just an amazing goal. You can see him dance past, I believe, eight <laughs> markers. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what he does. <clears throat> um, the Haberer goal against Leipzig and also the Yannick Haberer goal against uh, Schalke uh, earlier in the season were on my short list. And I even, as a shout out to Rory, put Chris Fieri's <laughs> distance effort in there. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah. ultimately, uh, what won for me was the Kimmich uh, equalizer uh, mm-hmm. against Kern on, on match day 17. Um, that was the, the, the goal that got my heart racing the most because Kimmich uh, had a very poor World Cup. He took responsibility for the German national team's failure and uh, <clears throat> was really much in... He seemed in shaky form his first match back uh, with Bayern, but then he, he produced that stunner, that beauty. And did that little thing, you know, you know, his little his celebration afterwards. Um, that was a huge moment for German football for a, for a midfielder who had believed that it was his time to lead the German national team. Ended up having the worst night of his career, as Rune wrote an article about that, uh, and then came back to score that stunning equalizer against Köln, uh, match day seventeen, our second round back. Okay, um, probably going to find it hard to agree on one. So I think best goal can go around the table. So well done to everyone who who scored those goals. They're they're all fantastic goals. Um, Maybe we can rename it to the Garrett Holtman Award next season. The the Volker Messi Award, yeah, even better. Uh, Brill, so we'll move over to you, Mark, for our our next award as we spin through towards the end. So, yeah, mistake or blooper of the season. Yeah, I mean, this is always like a kind of tough one to do, isn't it? But for me, there was one, as soon as I saw this category when Rory sent them over to me, there was one that really, really stuck out miles above the rest in this one. And it's actually courtesy of a player that made our player of the season as well, this one, ironically. And it was that man, Gregor Kobel, against Bayern Munich. The, The worst place to do it, the worst possible place to do it in the Allianz Arena, Obviously, at the time, Dortmund had just gone top for the first time in the season as well, courtesy of, uh, I think, the week before um, uh, Bayern were turned over by Leverkusen. And actually, Dortmund were able to go top for the first time. And 
basically, you know, obviously a lot happened after that race, but a lot of people were billing that up. If Dortmund got a point there, they were going to have a great chance. But as it happened, they played really poorly and Cobell made an absolute blooper. You know, it was a long ball through. Cobell came out to kind of clear it and it just skipped off his foot basically into the back of his own net. And it was just an absolute horror show. You know, he had a really, that was his worst game of the season. That was the reason why I didn't put him in my team of the season, actually, just because of that game. Because uh, I just thought he, he didn't turn up for that particular fixture. And yeah, for me, that was a clear winner for this award. So what about you, Rory? Uh, yeah, unfortunately, the former VFB man gets the nod uh, for this award for me. Just, yeah, a horrible moment in one of the, one of the biggest games of the season. It's, it's hard to avoid that one. So, yeah, I'll agree with you, Mark. And Runa? Yeah, I agree. The only thing I want to add is that it was Thomas Tuchel's first game as Bayern Boss 2, which made it even worse. Uh, oh, like, gives yeah. him a goal uh, so quickly into the game. So, yeah, and huge blooper from Copen. Yeah, and Peter full house. Absolutely. Yeah, that was... Uh... <laughs> That was at a season-defining moment. That's if you want to blame something that actually really did cost Dortmund the title, it was that uh, that preliminary gift. Um, so yeah, that's reason why I also couldn't select Kobel for my as uh, in my team of the season uh, as well. I did want to mention um, Tobias Stieler's uh, double yellow booking on uh, I mean Adli of Leverkusen uh, for diving. <laughs> that was. <laughs> was reversed twice i thought that might be an interesting candidate for mistake of the season but yeah. otherwise we have uh or double mistake of the season mm. but otherwise we have cobell it's a clean sweep yeah all the the non-awarded penalty on the foul on adi amy against bolcom as well yeah but we won't go there now oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah definitely yeah. i think that was a clear one yeah i think we all agree with that one so gregor cobell with his second award of the night, he's the goalkeeper of the season, but also the blooper of the season. So over to you, Rory, for the next one. Yeah, best signing of the season. Good fun one to do this. Um, but I think this could be around the house uh, agreement as well. Uh, again, for the interest of time, my selection is Randall Kolo Moani. Um, just, yeah. We've already gone through the stats, the numbers, the goal contributions, the way that he pressed as well. One almost, I think he's in the top 10 of tacklers. I think we were discussing Peter on, in the review show. So not only did he do it in terms of scoring goals, he pressed really well. And yeah, he was absolutely the, the best signing. Um, plenty of good shout outs, but I'll, we'll maybe go around the table quickly first. So Mark, are you in agreement? Yeah, I think you can't disagree, basically. But there is one other man that kind of jumped off the page when I saw this, but you can't quite compare him to uh, Mouani, but he's a similar kind of player. And I know that Peter is also a big fan of him, but it's Ludovic Ajok. I, I, mean, I absolutely love him, really. Like he was one. Of, obviously, they only signed him in, in January, but I just thought the way he held the ball up and he... Obviously, Mainz finished the season quite poorly in the end, but for that 12-game period when they were on form, you know, they were really, really hot. And a lot of that was because of Ludovic Ajok. Like, he kind of burned out a little bit for the last three or four games of the season. But when he was hot, it was really, really hot. And I think he's going to be a player to watch next season. Obviously, you can't compare him to Mouani. You know, I mean, he didn't get that number of goals, but he had, he had a lot of impact on that Mainz team. But yeah, for me, it's still Mouani, but Ajok is a second place there. Yeah, yeah, good select, uh, second pick. Uh, Runa? Yeah, by far, Moani. Uh, no need to, to add anything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Peter, full house? Yes, 
with uh, honorable mentions for Ajorke and uh, also um, <clears throat> uh, Delict was was uh, absolute solid signing. I have to say. Yeah, yeah, he made my list. Uh, so did Garassi, but you know, hey ho, we've got to throw his name in there, haven't we? Um, over to you, Mark, the biggest flop of the season. Yeah, so biggest flop of the season. This has to be a player that obviously had high hopes coming into the season, but basically didn't deliver at all. And again, for me, that I'm not sure that you guys will agree with me, but, but for me, this one was quite obvious, really. I think it's got to be the man from Munich, you know, coming in with absolutely massive, um, big money, 60 million euros, a player that won the Champions League, the Premier League, one of the key players in a Liverpool team who were just very, very good at that time. But he came to Munich and his whole season has just been a car crash, basically. You know, like starts off on poor form, couldn't get any goals, didn't fit in the team, then became unhappy, started getting benched, then decided to punch Leroy Sané as well, just for a bit of extra fun. So it's got to be that man, Sadio Mane, for me. So what do you think, Rory? Yeah, tick. Yeah, absolutely agree in that sense. Um yeah, not not much more to add. You've um, explained it very clearly. Yeah, and Runa. Yeah, also pick many. Um, no discussion there. Uh, he was hailed as the new superstar of the Bundesliga when he was signed, and from the first moment I saw him play, he just looked out of sync with his teammates, and yeah, kept kept doing that all season. I think making a lot of mistakes, kept running into offside positions, and also struggling off the pitch with the with the Sunday incident. So, yeah, pretty much a no-brainer for me. Yeah, another full house, Peter. Afraid it must be so, yes. I, I really did. Uh, I didn't want it to be so. But uh, since we already have three, I'll make it a clean sweep. Um, my personal selection from my heart as the biggest flop was actually a head coach, and that would be Puna Labadia. Yeah, probably have to agree with that. Um, yeah, good stuff. Uh, so, yeah, unfortunately and sadly, flop of the season goes to Sadio Mane. But I'm sure next season he'll come back strong and be our player of the season, no doubt. Um, right, just to finish off then, uh, this evening has been great fun going through this and we're almost creeping up to the hour. So we'll just run through the four of us, our best and worst kits of the season. Uh, always um, interesting to see the new kits on the last day and, and get excited about that. Um, I haven't had that long to actually review all of them, but my best one I'm going for Freiburg home. Uh, the red, uh, the red kit, fresh red with the kind of white stripes going down it. I think that's really clean cut. Uh, my worst of the ones that I've seen in just the last few hours, I'm going for Hoffenheim away. It's kind of like that light brownie kind of just nothingness um, with kind of like the blue white stripes, like lightning bolts kind of effect um just doesn't do it for me uh so mark why are your best and worst yeah i think for me i'm gonna uh, i think i choose this every single year but my favorite uh my favorite is the leverkusen home kit i just think it's a really beautiful yeah. kit that one the red and black i i liked it all the way back from the early 2000s when kind of leverkusen started to get into europe and things i always thought it was a beautiful design and it still is to this day they haven't changed it very much over the years that home kit and it just seems to look better and better every year i just think it's a really really nice kit the worst one, I'm going to go for Augsburg home. I, I just think it looks like yeah. a 
League Two kit, to be honest with you. You know, it just looks like a team that haven't got enough money to get a decent designer in. <laughs> I just think, you know, I like Augsburg, they're my Bavarian brothers, but at the end of the day, come on, guys, you've got to get a better kit ready for next season. Yeah, um, my best kit was the yeah, Stuttgart. That, that was on my list. Um, because yeah, it's it has a, a really nice retro vibe. I think it's based on the away kit from uh, from the late nineties, um, red and black stripe. And uh, yeah, I really love like retro kits. Uh, I think it looks great. Uh, and my worst kit is the uh, Hertha away kit. I think it's it's so simple that it's boring. It's basically just dark blue shirt with a little lighter blue on the top, uh, like a really boring night shirt. Um, yeah, not doing it for me. Let's finish off, Peter, for this evening. Oh, I'm, I'm obsessed with kits uh, sometimes. Yeah, I, I I think the Hoffenheim, Bayern, Freiburg, and Augsburg ones were all kind of cut a little bit from the same cloth. I didn't particularly like them this year. Um, <clears throat> so I, I uh, I'm glad that we're that we're getting uh, we're getting new kits for all of those teams next season. Um, two votes for best kit would be uh, Schalke for continuing for well this was actually last year that they dropped Gazprom sponsorship but uh, I still give them props uh, for that and Bremen for having the audacity to wear pink uh, <laughs> that's that's. That's some brave stuff. So Bremen away uh, for for the most unique kit design I've I've, I've seen in, in quite some time, and Schalke for uh, dropping that uh, that Russian sponsorship, which they did last year too. But I I, I give them the yeah. award. Wow. Well, thank you, uh, thank you very much for that. Um, quick shout of um, flop of the season, Fark <laughs> from Yang talking smack. Obviously, the, the Gladbach fan. Um, but yeah, that, that brings us to a close. Um, I don't want to go on too much, but just to bring the season to an end, uh, it feels like we started absolutely generations ago. Uh, it's been a long haul, but it's been absolutely fantastic. So. Just thank you to everyone that's that's watched us this season, whether it's you know watching on YouTube, listening in on on the podcast. Um, you know, it's genuinely nice just to see that people have something, uh, you know, a show to enjoy Bundesliga football about, and we get to talk about it um, and and kind of do this content uh, for this is our third season. We will be going again next season for our fourth uh, season in a row. Love the community that we've built so far and everyone that joins in. Um, so thank you to everyone that's watched us so far this season, whether it's once, every single show, every little helps. Um, so thank you to everyone. Um, then thank you to everyone who's contributed, Runa, Peter, um, all our brilliant guests. Um, it, it truly makes uh, the show worthwhile doing. Um, and, and that's enough rubbish from me. So I'll, I'll gladly hand over to you, Mark, to uh, close up. The end of the 22-23 season. Yep. So, yeah, if you enjoyed what you saw tonight and in the future, remember to check out our Twitter feed at Over the Bar FB and at Over the Bar Extra. Don't forget to check out our main site as well, otb.football.net. And obviously, Runa and Peter's brilliant site, Bully News, as well, that we already mentioned at the start. And yeah, don't forget to like, comment and subscribe. So we are closing in on that big thousand. We're getting very, very close to that now. 
over the summer, there's still going to be stuff coming as well. I think me and Rory talked about doing maybe a transfer update. Obviously, we've not mentioned much about that on the show today, but there's already been a few big moves in the Bundesliga market. So watch out for that. We could potentially do some more Derby Day dive-ins and uh, friendship uh, between German clubs as well. And yeah, so we'll definitely be covering some other stuff. Don't forget to look out for the Football League show as well. Um, yeah, but yeah. As Rory already said, thanks guys for watching and we'll see you all again on the next show. Thank you guys. Ciao. Bye-bye.